big first for the franchise. Plus, Michael and Juliana are expanding their family. There's at least three feuds going down with past cast members and tons more. All coming up on 90 Day Fiance News Weekly. I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz. Hey there, 90 Day fans. Welcome to the show that covers all the week's hottest 90 Day Fiancé news headlines. Thank you so much for joining us. A little technical difficulty is preventing us from being live with you tonight. But I know you all are out there watching, giving us your thoughts in the comment section about what's going down with our favorite reality TV cast. My name is Christy Olsen. My co-host Linda Ann Twee is just coming from a uh, big press junket, you know, L.A. traffic. So she should be joining us in just a few minutes. But we have tons of news to discuss. I want to make sure we get right to it because huge, major, mega, bombshell, breaking news. Huge first for 90 Day Fiance announced just yesterday. Folks, we finally have our first same-sex couple on the show. Woo! Yeah, my uh, non-existent studio audience goes wild, but I know we are all excited about that. There's been more than like 50 couples featured between 90 Day Fiance and all the other series. So the fact that this is the first time we are seeing a same-sex couple is major. And it will be on the Before the 90 Days Season 4, which is upcoming. The trailer just dropped yesterday. Uh, It's on YouTube's on TLC's YouTube channel now, but ET Online got the scoop yesterday. So if you guys haven't checked that out yet, let me introduce you to, you're looking at them right now, Stephanie and Erica. These two, as cute as they are, have a ton of obstacles in their way on their love story. So Stephanie, she is an influencer from Yonkers, New York, and Erica is a 24-year-old photographer from Australia. They met when Erica reached out to Stephanie as a fan, told Stephanie that she likes her pictures. How very 2019, right? So that's how their love story got started, but like I said, not going to be smooth sailing for these two. Not only does Stephanie have a rare bone disorder that makes traveling very difficult for her, she has to take a lot of medications, and something as innocuous as a common cold could kill Stephanie. So she has to be very careful about her health. And not only that, but the fact that she has not been open with her parents about her sexuality as she prepares to go meet Erica for the first time in Australia, all that really weighing on her. And we, of course, are going to see it all play out on the new season of Before the 90 Days. So excited for that. But it's not just a lineup of newbies on this cast, who I'll tell you more about in just a minute as well. A familiar face who I think you guys will also be excited about. We are going to see Darcy and Tom back on Before the 90 Days. So it looks like they are even more embattled than ever. They are still arguing. Darcy refuses to even hug or kiss Tom when they meet up at some point. And uh, it's going to be good. She promises that that's coming in February. That's kind of the only details we've gotten about when the new season will premiere. That's a long wait, man. I don't know if we can make it that long. Uh, Non-existent co-host, what do you think? Oh, yes, it's going to be a very difficult wait. (laughs) This is so weird not being on live with you guys. I hope you all are there giving your comments. Uh, We do do this live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific on the AfterBuzz reality TV channel. So come and join the conversation. You can also check us out on Apple Podcasts. And, you know, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and comment. Let us know what you love about the 90 Day Fiance News 
Because that's not all. That's not all about the Before the 90 Days new upcoming season. We got Stephanie and Erica. We got Darcy and Tom. And also some very, very juicy sounding couples. Amongst them, a man who has been single for almost 30 years. He is less than five feet tall and has found his love, Rosemary, from the Philippines through social media. All right. If that sounds like a train wreck waiting to happen, uh, you're probably Right. There's a big moment from the two of them in the trailer where uh, Rosemary is apparently not prepared for Ed's physical appearance. So we will be watching that one for sure. You're also get to meet Jeffrey and Varia. Jeffrey's been divorced twice and has suffered a tragic loss recently. So, uh, you know, good he's found love and that we will all be able to see it play out on the small screen. Others amongst the new cast include this woman who's in her 50s, who's dating a Nigerian music superstar in his 30s. Yeah, she got acquainted with this guy and all of a sudden realized, oh, he's a mega huge hip hop star. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Are over there in Nigeria, and she is going to have some problem with, you know, the hangers-on, the ladies, the uh, female fans, it looks like, on this season. A couple others uh, sound just as juicy, and we cannot wait for that to drop. Like I said, Darcy said it's coming in February, so make sure you guys are uh, prepared for that. We got to finish out, though, of course, this current season of 90 Day Fiance First, which is shaping up to be a pretty good one. Got off to a slow start. But, of course, the standout couple for most of the season has been Michael and Juliana, what do you guys think about these two? Okay, they evoke lots of opinions. And we, of course, saw this uh, much hyped prenup scene last week on the episode where they went to see the lawyer and hash out some details for their prenuptial agreement. Well, after that aired, Michael had his panties in quite a bunch shall we say, he took to Instagram Live after Sunday night's episode and lashed out at TLC, said that TLC is misrepresenting them and is distorting their storyline. He was um, particularly displeased with the way that everything was edited. And he said, you know, we never could have prepared ourselves for how much this show would mess up our lives. He was he went off in this Insta Live, people. I am telling you, okay? He uh, warned all of those who say, you know, you knew what you were signing up for. He said, we never, ever could have prepared for this. He kind of seemed to threaten TLC. He was like, yeah, I have a non-disclosure agreement. I also have lawyers, too. Uh-huh. Yeah, he was very hot under the collar. He was also especially angry with something that Paula said on Pillow Talk. Now, Paula is probably not someone that you would want to start a fight with anytime soon, but he took some uh, exception to something that she said about him only caring about himself. Right. So she's on pillow talk. She's sitting there with her hubby and she's like, oh, look at this guy, Michael, in this scene with the prenup lawyer. He only cares about protecting his own money. Well, Michael really, really, really wants the world to know that that is not true. And as the evidence for that in his Instagram live video, he dropped this next bomb. You guys, this is huge. Michael and Juliana are adopting 
her six and nine year old niece and nephew from Brazil. That's right. Michael says that the children are in a dire situation. These are the kids who you've seen a little bit pop up on Juliana's Instagram. I think we do have a pic of them. Really cute kids that she also talked about uh, living with. There they are. Oh, so adorable. These are the ones that Juliana talked about kind of helping to raise and living with when she was over in Brazil. And she has, of course, also mentioned her sister, who's now using that car she charged on Michael's credit card to be a taxi driver. So we assumed that everything was getting taken care of back home. But Michael said the kids, uh, the only chance they have at living a good life is to come to America and live with Michael and their aunt Juliana. So he and his lawyers have started the process that was just earlier this week. And I did a little research that. That process can take anywhere from three months to three years. The fact that the American is related to the Brazilian child they're trying to adopt doesn't really have too much of an effect on it. So hopefully Michael can use all of his uh, well-publicized dollars to get those lawyers on it and get those kids to safety here in the U.S., I think that says a ton about who Juliana and Michael really are. Make sure you guys are commenting below and letting us know what you think about that. I was pretty shocked at that one. I'm sure you all are too. And um, yeah, if you're shocked, maybe take a seat and stay seated because I think you're going to find this next story surprising as well. We have told you, oh, and major spoilers coming. I assume if you guys are watching this show that you are ready to be spoiled All episode long, and it's happening. So we've already told you about four couples from the current season that have married. Anna and Marcel, Jasmine and Blake, Annie and Robert, and Annie and Robert, Blake and Jasmine. Oh, my mom's texting me right now. My mom, mom, which other uh, couple got married? Anna and Marcel, and oh, you guys, I'm going to have to come and bring up my notes on this one. Blake and Jasmine. Did I say them? Okay. Michael and Juliana, Jasmine and Blake, Anna and Marcel, Annie and Robert already married. We knew that. But here's a bombshell for you. Tanya and Sinjin have also tied the knot. So Tanya's the one who spilled this and she did it online in a review for their wedding officiant. So this is one of those things where, you know, you go to a website to see if you want someone to marry you and you look at the reviews from past couples. And Tanya wrote here, my husband and I loved that John officiated our ceremony. So she's admitting here that she's married. We also have another screenshot from uh, early September a Facebook post where Tanya was calling Sinjin her husband. So reportedly that wedding went down sometime in the summer. So that would mean that the current rumors, which we've discussed on this show, I think it was one or two weeks ago, if you want to go back and check it out, that the two have actually split up since then and that Tanya is pregnant I guess those rumors aren't really affected by the fact that we now know that they are married just makes it a little bit messier. So we will keep you posted on all of that. Not exactly newlywed bliss for Tanya and Sinjin for sure. And one of those other couples we also mentioned that has already tied the knot. Well, there's a little trouble in Anna and Marcel's paradise as well. And we don't report a lot on what happens on the show because we know you guys are all diehard. You watch the show. You probably watch every episode twice. I know I do. But what you're going to see next week is Marcel finally coming clean to his parents about Anna's three kids. And in a preview for that episode, they showed just a little snippet of it and a an eagle-eyed, Turkish-speaking <laughs> fan of the show had 
this to say about the preview where we see Marcel telling his parents about Anna's kids. This uh, Turkish person said, this isn't the first time the show has mistranslated something. I can speak Turkish fluently and can understand Marcel perfectly fine. His Turkish accent isn't hard to understand at all. And the mistranslation in the preview for next for the next episode is Mar- has Marcel saying to his family, Anna has three children. That's what TLC will be quoting him as when you see it in the episode. However, what he said was, I just found out Anna has three kids. What? Marcel still lying about Anna and her kids who are now his stepchildren. Uh, Clearly he's going to try to play this off to his parents like he was snowed to, like he was kept in the dark, which is pretty shady. And why would TLC keep fans in the dark about Marcel... Uh, still not coming completely clean. So make sure you are watching that episode next week with an eagle eye. And we'd like to thank, you know, the Turkish speakers out there for being on top of their 90-day stuff. We love that. Shout out to Turkey. And I bet you Linda will be sliding in here in just a few minutes. So I'm going to hold off on talking about Evelyn's big bombshell interview because, you know, uh, Linda has lots of feels about Evelyn. So I personally have lots of feels about Miss Ashley Martin. There she is, one of my 90-day favorites because she gives me so much to talk about. And uh, today... When I opened the front page of uh, page six, that's the New York Post's infamous entertainment news section, and saw the featured story, big exclusive, 90-day star throws down with a Jersey Shore star, I was like giddy, glee, yay. Felt like all my worlds are colliding. You know, page six is a pretty big deal. Usually you see the Gwyneth Paltrow's and the George Clooney's up there. But our girl, Ashley Martin, made the front page. And she did it for this altercation that went down with Angelina. So she's from Jersey Shore. You guys may or may not know her. She's been kind of on and off that series. But the ladies attended a charity function on Monday night this was. This was in the New York City area. It was a fundraiser, toys for kids for the holidays. A great thing. There were some stars from Love and Hip Hop and The Bachelor there as well, as you can see here. Everybody at the beginning of the night smiling, posing together on the red carpet. However, the publicist who threw that little event said, well, you know, Ashley and Angelina... They just don't like each other. It sounds like they have maybe been moving in the same circle for a while. And after the event, the whole group headed out to Sugar Factory in NYC. It's like a really kitschy restaurant, uh, or so I hear. I haven't been. Maybe we could all go someday. That would be great. Uh, but apparently when everyone went to dinner afterward, Ashley and Angelina ended up in a screaming match, which included Ashley threatening to F Angelina up. She got all up in her face. I'm sure she put her finger in her face, probably like this, and was like, I'm going to F you up. Woo! Go Ashley. That is like a uh, a stronger Ash than we have seen on 90 Day Fiance. You know, uh, she never stood up to Jay that way. Maybe if she did, her story would have ended a little differently. But this story ends possibly with Ashley getting thrown out of Sugar Factory. Depends on who you talk to. There were reports that uh, a former NFL star who was there kind of escorted Ashley and her posse out. 
She says, no, that guy's a friend of mine. And he said, hey, girl, let's go outside and take a breather. Ashley says after she made it outside, didn't really want to go back in and return to all the drama with Angelina. So what was the problem here? Besides them just having a general issue with each other, apparently Angelina accused Ashley's posse of trying to film her at some point. But Ashley says that was something Angelina just made up to get her and her girls thrown out of the party. So this sounds like kind of a classic clout throwdown. Right? Angelina and Ashley, both the big stars of their franchises, of their series. And, uh, well, hey, guys, guess who just walked in? We'll give her a minute to get settled. But Ashley and Angelina throwing down. I'm guessing this won't be the last time either, as, like I said, these two moving in the same circles up there in NYC. There was a little drama as well with Christian Estrada and uh, Ange- newly married Angelina. So maybe, you know, Angelina was hitting up on Ashley's ex-man. Maybe it was about him. Maybe it was about hair. Who knows? Either way, love to see our girl in the big headlines, Ashley. <laughs> Stay safe. Linda, welcome to the show. Hey, guys. Busy, 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 busy day. Thanks for having me back. Yes, I've been hyping up your arrival. And uh, I figured you might have something to say about Ashley and Angelina throwing down. Listen, I think it's great drama. I think it's great drama. I think it's funny that the two reality stars are duking it off in New York City at a charity event. But, you know, hey. Good on you. <laughs> right? Good on you. Again, giving us something to talk about. Linda, we also covered, uh, don't bother looking for the live chat, girl. We're having some tech difficulties tonight. <laughs> but we know everybody's out there watching. They're yes, commenting, you guys are. And there will be a live chat when this does premiere in probably an hour or two. So we already covered the first ever same-sex couple on 90 Day Fiance. I think it's fantastic. Isn't it amazing? I think it's fantastic. Uh, we, or I should say I... Uh, talked with um, the president of TLC. Yeah, he had he had scooped that months ago that yes, that was going to happen. So I'm glad that what he was saying is true and that they're finally doing it. Yes, and actually, I'm glad we're bringing it back up again because also in addition to the brand new uh, trailer for Before the 90 Days season four dropping, they all TLC also announced a brand new series for TLC Go. Yeah. That's their app uh, that you can get on your tablet and all yeah. that stuff. So this is an exclusive series to TLC Go. It's called 90 Day Fiance Just Landed. Yep. You will be following three couples. Do you know about this? Yeah, three cu- well, three couples, six episodes have already uh, are available on the app. Oh, man. Uh, they yeah. announced it and dropped it. I love it. Announced it and dropped it. All things 90 Day all the time. Like, am I not supposed to leave my house now? Um, but you, <laughs> you meet these three new couples and uh, them... It is what it is. They just landed. They're connecting with the families, and you see their backstories a lot. I watched the trailer, and I was like, ooh, okay. It seemed good, because, my, of course, my initial reaction was just, oh, these are the couples that weren't juicy enough for TV getting thrown on this, you know, mobile app series. But you don't think so. I think it's more of a TLC 90-day takeover. They're taking over (laughs) your TVs, your apps. They're going to do commercials next, and they already do commercials. They're going to do it all. They are going to spin you out so that's all 90 days all the time. And that's fine by me. Fine by me. Uh, Linda, why don't we pick up with Evelyn's big bombshell interview? Do you know about this? I did. I did watched, you watch all 45 minutes? I watched minutes? all 45 minutes of it. Some good stuff. Uh, I mean, it's Evelyn. <laughs> I, I find it interesting that uh, 
Laura is no longer her bestie. I think that she gave a lot of information out if you like just sat and listened to her, mm-hmm. how she's her and Corey are still filming. But by the way she was talking, it sounds to me like they're not together anymore, but right. they are filming that season and how Laura is getting in between the relationship. And I have to say for a fact, like I agree with her, like, um, the relationship she was having with Chantel T guy. Oh, that Laura was supposedly had, having mm-hmm, with this blogger. Was a complete fake. Mm-hmm. And that they hadn't even met in real life because Laura's in somewhere. In Ecuador, yeah, yeah, in Ecuador, right. She just got another visa renewed, so she'll be there for, another three for months. For three months, yeah. But I think it's because she can't come back to Canada and she can't come back to the U.S., so. Yikes. But uh, she spilled all the tea that Laura wants to be back on 90 Day Fiance, that she didn't get she didn't get paid for her previous season because of all the tea that she spilt online. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's the thing now that I, I understand it. So these NDAs are no joke with mm-hmm. TLC. And I think they're cracking the whip. And if you spill something on social media, you're not getting paid for your season. So I was surprised to see Evelyn even do this interview because a few days prior to that, she was posting about the NDA mm-hmm. on Instagram Live and saying, I can't say anything. But she's not... Re- so this is what I think is interesting. She doesn't really talk about herself. She talks about Laura and everyone else, right? She just, mm. like, talks crap about about everyone else. Um, and then the only thing that I think that if they would call her out on anything is that how she talked about how they uh, shared a, an animal, a dog, mm-hmm. and Corey's taking care of the dog, and Corey's here, and she's there, and and they had a lot of issues after the Larissa thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so she made it sound like they weren't together, but she didn't confirm it, so there's nothing for them to really say, hey, you, you know, you spilt this tea. Yeah, she was, like, implying that they weren't living together, that he was mm-hmm. back in Ecuador, but yep. that they weren't going to be living together, and that actually Laura was trying to cause get drama. Corey to be her roommate, yeah? Yeah. And cause drama between the two of them. Of course. And that's why they're not talking. And they that uh, Evelyn and Laura had, like, a drag-down phone conversation fight. And uh, it was just the worst for her relationship with Corey. But, you know, I think that there are probably more things pressing in that relationship. Yes, absolutely. And that one is worth a full watch. That was with blogger John Yates. You can find that on his YouTube channel. And they're not the only ones, uh, Evelyn and Laura, not the only ones who are feuding. I teased at the top of this, there are at least three feuds going on with former cast members. I think it's probably a lot more than that. But we definitely want to talk about Tim and Dean because these two have been going back and forth for, like, for months. Months. For actual months. It all started when Dean said in an interview some uh, comments that were taken as transphobic about Tim, about his man parts. And it was during all the hoopla about Tim sealing the deal with Jennifer or not. So Dean made some comments about that. And the reason why it's coming back around now is because fans have noticed that Dean disappeared from Pillow Talk. Mm -hmm. He uh, answered in an interview very recently. He was asked about it and asked specifically if the reason that he was taken off of Pillow Talk is because of those comments that he made about Tim. Dean answered the question and uh, said no, uh, but continues to talk about the situation. Tim got a piece of P.O.'d ticked off today and um, posted this video on Instagram Live. Lots of F-bombs um, demanding to know why Dean won't stop orally copulating him, although he said it in a meaner way. Uh, called Dean a, a little girl, 
uh, more F-bombs. Tim is over this situation, and Tim revealed that when it happened initially, TLC reached out to him and asked him how he felt about it. But Tim said, it's not a big deal. I don't want to be the reason why anyone was fired. I don't want to be the snitch. You know what I mean? So please uh, don't pursue anything about this. Uh, but apparently that wasn't enough for Dean. There's a lot of hullabaloo, too, about how Dean tried to reach out to Tim. Tim didn't respond. Um, and apparently now they're just doing their talking publicly like this. After Tim lashed out this morning, Dean responded again. It just is really a lot of, honestly, silly back and forth, um, you know, about so-and-so wanting to be on TV and Dean's comedy career. And it's it's just real petty. I don't know if there's any other way to describe it besides it's real petty. You watch these two, right? Uh, yeah, I do. I think that uh, I think Tim indeed does care because he would not have gone on like I think it's like a 10, 12 minute rant about Dean uh, over an interview that he did about Tim. I think that they both um, want to be on TV and they're both using TV as a medium. And Tim has talked about how he he's always wanted to be on a reality TV show. We already know that Dean has aspirations of comedy he says or or whatever the case may be we know that he made good tv and i think that this fight uh makes for good drama that makes them stay both relevant on tv i i do think that uh what dean said was inappropriate mm-hmm. i personally believe that he got fired because of it you do i personally that's my personal opinion because he was a they were him and his brother were fan favorites mm-hmm. and everyone loved them so deduct that why else not have them back yeah, because I always assumed that it was because Dean is dating or engaged or something with a woman also in the Philippines, just like his brother, and mm-hmm. that he was going to end up being on an actual season of the show. But you can be that on was a, my assumption. You can be on an actual season and still be on Pillow Talk. I I think that he got fired, but we'll see. Maybe he will appear on another season of Ninety Day, one of the spinoffs. Who knows? But uh, my gut is telling me that 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 was the reason. That was the reason. Yeah. And then his response, I thought his response was a little aggro. And I think that if you want to apologize and you truly felt from your heart that that what you said was wrong, then just do the video. You see that he's upset about Tim's upset about it. So just say, hey, you know what? I tried to reach out to you man to man. I called you a couple of times. You didn't answer. So here I am on my social media reaching out to you. I'm sorry. That's it. Mm-hmm. But that's not what what. Dean said, so I feel like there's a little bit of like, let's play this feud out because it's it's good social media. They're whipping their D's out to see whose is bigger. And I mean, I, I, I'll be the next one to get canceled if I finish that sentence. So perhaps we should move on. We've talked all about the five couples from this season who are already married, Jasmine and Blake being one of them. Mm-hmm. But they have a little bit of a problem with how they're being portrayed. Isn't that right? Uh, yeah. So uh, Jasmine is saying that she's disappointed in how uh, she's portrayed on the show. She says that she comes off as cold and maybe a little bit like reserved and not really into to the relationship. Uh, but she did a Facebook Q&A or excuse me, an Instagram Q&A. And she basically says that everything in her storyline is scripted. Mm-hmm scripted they told them exactly what to say and when to say it and how to say it so uh 
There it is right there. Well, our story is scripted, of course. Our love and relationship is real. But storyline and conversation told what to say. I was surprised that she actually answered that way because that is not the general vibe in TLC and especially 90 Day Land. We know that they have a general idea where they want to go, but they kind of say, okay, this is where you want to go, and they push you. Go. Right? Yeah, and lots of couples have vouched for that, mm-hmm. that it's not scripted. So, you know, uh, I think I heard you say on 90 Day Fiance Daily show, her new show Daily, uh, that uh, a lot of the couples use this excuse when they don't like the way that they're being portrayed. And I'll have to agree with you. I think that if I didn't like what I was looking like and saying and being portrayed as, I'd probably be like, yeah, they scripted it. That wasn't me. Mm-hmm. And we and I'm thinking of uh, Ashley, who we love and talked about a little previously. Ashley and Jay kind of pulled that a couple times, and mm-hmm. then you have opposite of that, your couples like Annie and David, who David's come out several times saying uh, none of our scenes were ever scripted. Yep. And he said part of the problem with this scripting thing is that sometimes the couples exaggerate their own relationship or their own storyline to get airtime. And then when they get airtime, it's like... Yeah, then they're mad that it got exaggerated. So that could partially be what's going on here a little bit, too. Yeah. My my thing always is that there was a New York Times journalist that was embedded with this crew. I read that article. Yeah, for mm-hmm. it was a, a great article mm-hmm. uh, that came out a few months ago. Who said they didn't see any kind of production pushing people, telling them what to say, none of that. So I mean, that's the person who I'm going to believe. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, for sure. Well, Linda, since we didn't get your thoughts, why don't you tell us your thoughts on Tanya and Sinjin tying the knot? I was shocked. So first of all, in my notes, I wrote. Uh, if indeed they're married. Oh. So, I mean, we have the receipts, and I'm sure you showed them. But the receipts are are from an officiant and Tanya saying thank you so much to the officiant for, um, you know, marrying them. And then John, the mysterious John, says, <laughs> you're welcome. And you guys were absolute joy. Okay, th- okay. That could be anyone. I don't know if I necessarily believe that they actually made it all the way down. That just uh, another Tanya M wrote some review to some officiant and someone came across it and Lish, made the most of it. Listen, the the internet is a beast and people, you know, people get catfish, people lie and people can create their own question because oh, i mean if she this if is she, creative though if you were gonna photoshop wouldn't you do just like a wedding license or something like a marriage license okay so let's go back to facts if this is indeed is true yeah and they're on an nda mm-hmm. this would fall into breaking your nda because for you've sure. now busted the season yeah, right for sure so that doesn't seem to be the case therefore is this real Okay, giving us a different take. That's why we missed you. That I'm just let's let's go with some facts. Unless I see some real receipts and not something that I could have created my second Facebook account, my second Instagram account, my second whatever this is, a verified Tanya M. I, I'll believe it when I actually see the photos, like the Jasmine photos, where you're like, oh yeah, you guys got married, right. Juliana. Oh yeah, you guys got married. So, but then again. Let's look at Ashley and Jay and they, when they <laughs> staged that weird we're not shoot. together wedding photo shoot. So, you know, I could be wrong, but I doubt it. 
Well, maybe we should uh, play a little game and conjecture, can guess, can, can you know, all the things about whether Tanya and Sinjin are together or are going to last. Let's do it. I reminded everybody too about the more recent rumors. This would be after the alleged wedding that actually she's pregnant and they've broken up, which we covered a couple weeks mm-hmm. ago. So now, guys, let's play a little round of do we ship it? All right, we are going to give you. Tanya and Sinjin today, and you tell us, are you shipping these two out, as in they are headed on a boat to Splitsville, or are they shipped as an inner relationship for life? Okay, you now have all the details, you got all the tea on Tanya and Sinjin. Don't forget about how she was pretending to take those shots a couple weeks ago and everyone was saying she was pregnant, clearly not taking them, how they weren't cuddled up together in the pictures from the tell-all. Uh, what other evidence do we have? <laughs> She's been how out partying they, without him. How they don't post about each other at all. And haven't for quite a while. And for a while. His they don't appear drug bust. They don't appear together in their live feeds. Alright, so there is the evidence, folks. <laughs> I know you all are live chatting along now, so please tell us, do we ship it? Linda? You go first this time. Let's switch okay, it up. Okay, okay. I am shipping these two way out of here on uh, separate ends of the boat. If I knew the names of what's the hall and the mayor, the you know, that episode of Friends, I'd put them on two different sides of the boat, ship them out to Splitsville. These two never stood a chance, I don't think, in my opinion. They were a mismatch from the beginning. They're both cute, and yeah, we can get excited about each other for a second or two, but what's after that? You know, what were they really going to build? They had no plans for a life together. They didn't even agree on whether and when they wanted to have children. Um, And I remember having some of those things up in the air back in the day and and making it through that. But there's just too many unknowns here. Uh, And again, I just don't see anything that would keep them together unless she is pregnant. In which case, that's not going to keep them together. That's going to get Sinjin the hell out of here even faster. I think. So we also know about his marijuana and no seatbelt bust that happened over the summer that he is still answering in court to. So I do believe that he is still here in the United States. He's been posting some uh, blizzard footage from Connecticut. But no, I don't think they're together. And I think as soon as his visa is expired, as soon as the show is stops, signed off his work visa, whatever it is, he is out of here and she is left here with a baby that I'm almost positive she's pregnant with. But if she didn't want to announce that, I would understand and maybe she's not far enough along to say it. So maybe we shouldn't talk about the pregnancy. I don't know. Linda, you're more politically correct than I am. I'd say for sure that it's Splitsville. Uh, I'm shipping them away. I think that, uh, like you said, I think they were they were a terrible match. Uh, I think that they met on while she was on vacation, and when she was in vacation mode, she was probably funner and freer. And if you think about the story that they've told, where they say that she she went there to, with, to meet one guy, didn't like that guy, and then the next day went to the bar, met Sunjin. That sounds like a different type of personality than the personality we've come to know on TV. Yeah. Um, and so I can see how their personalities at that moment while she was traveling got together because you're at the bar, you're drinking, he's the bartender. You're like, yeah, I'll come home with you tonight. <laughs> and then you guys hook up and it's all grand because he's easy breezy, mm-hmm. right? Go with the flow, travel. What does he call himself? Like mountain man or woodsman or whatever. He's that. And she appeared to be that. You have a long distance relationship for some time. And every time you see her, she's on in vacation mode. So she's vacation Tanya. And that's who you love. Fast forward to reality. 
uh, you, you guys go back to the she shed where you live now, and she's bossing you around and telling you when you're going to have babies and uh, what you're going to do and when you're going to do it. And her line about, yeah, it, Sinjin does whatever I say Sinjin does. I don't think those two personalities belong together. And so I think that he's 29. He wants to still travel the world. He wants to have life experiences. And I think that she, her biological clock is, is like screaming out her, her ears. Uh, so if she's indeed I did pregnant. I not think you were going to say ears. Yeah, I was going to say something else. But then I was like, mm, let me just say ears. Um, so I think that at the end of the day, I think that if she, if she is indeed pregnant and uh, she has now gotten what she wanted, then fair, ship yourselves away. You got the baby, you got the adventure, and call it a day. And let's not forget that she also recently said that she was supporting him financially. She has to. She's the one. Relationship. Even back when he was still in South Africa. Don't care about that. You chose to be in a long-distance relationship. You know that this K-1 visa process is going to be that. Mm-hmm. And you chose and signed up for it, and this is what you want. So don't care. Don't want to hear about it. Uh, when he gets his green card and can work and can contri- contribute, that's one thing. But you brought him here, so you need to support him because he can't work for the the time that he's here. Well, we will be checking the comments this week, but I think we can probably safely assume that the chat roll decided to ship these two oh, out. Facts. Too. Yeah. Facts. Yeah, because you guys know what's up. Uh, and don't forget, we usually have you all live here chatting. You can join the conversation on Wednesdays at 4 p.m. Pacific right here on After Buzz Reality TV. But it's great if you're hanging out and you should stick around, right? Because. Guys, later today, we have all things 90 Day because we are the 90 Day Network. We are doing 90 Day Fiancé today, 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. So please stay tuned. Come back. Visit us. And, you know, I I just I cannot believe how many 90 Day shows there are. I know. I love it. I can't believe it. I love it. Just landed. And did you get some juicy scoop today from your press junket that everybody should check out? Where can they where can they uh, keep up with all things Linda and Tweet? Uh, guys, yes. Yeah, so I did a press junket for Own and Ava DuVernay, who's amazing. Ooh. She has a new show coming out uh, February 2020 called Cherish the Day. It's all about black love, and she's amazing. So you will be seeing that shortly. Uh, I'll have that all over my social media as well. And then um, what else? Yeah, all things 90 Day, all the time. Yeah, and where do they reach out to you at? Hit you up. Everywhere on social media at Linda is so girly. Love that. And you guys can always reach out to me at Christy Reports. Please also check out my YouTube channel, Christy Reports, if you love reality TV. And we will be back next week, hopefully with all of you. No. No. Oh, my gosh. What am I saying? Oh, okay. no. Sad. It's the last show before the holidays. I hate signing off and ending this show the way it is. And now I have to say that we won't be back for at least two weeks. Yeah, 2020. New decade, new year. Happy holidays, everybody. And I'm sure there will be much uber ton, mega bunch of stuff to discuss then. So make sure you come back then to 90 Day Fiance News Weekly. Have a fabulous holiday. Thank you so much for tuning in. And uh, we'll see you in 2020. Bye, guys. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.